This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. If you visit Detroit, if you are from Detroit, or if you live in Detroit, you never knew all this culture was alive and thriving here. This is the Detroit is Different Festival. October 24th through October 27th, join us at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48238. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com different.com and get your tickets today. You're listening to the Piper Carter podcast on the Detroit is different podcast network. Queen of Sheba. Yes, so great was the beauty of this magnificent black woman. It has become legendary. And now out of the midst of 3000 years emerges today's beautiful black queen. Naturally beautiful, radiant. She is black essence. And her beautiful natural hair is her crowning glory. Let me play your afro like I'm the number one pick. You can lay in my lap, yo, I last so your ass quick. Let me play your afro like I'm the number one pick. I'm tangled all in your neck, so I nap here a little bit. Let me play your afro like I'm the number one pick. You can lay in my lap, yo, I last so your ass quick. Let me play your I'm tangled all in your neck, so I nap here a 
ass quick. Let me play in your afro like I'm your number one pick. I'm taking all of your naps, so I nap here a little bit. Let me play in your afro like I'm your number one pick. You can lay in my lap, yo, I lasso your ass quick. Let me play in your afro like I'm your number one pick. I'm tangled all in your nap, so I nap here a little bit. Welcome back to the Piper Carter podcast. You are listening to Piper Carter and the Token Millennial. What's up, Brittany? Hi, Piper. That's my Token Millennial voice. Hilarious. So, um, oh my gosh, we haven't really done like a show where we just like talk junk in a minute. I know. You want to talk busy. some junk? Let's talk some junk. I'm ready. Okay. So, first of all, I do want to say... um. Anybody that's listening to the sound of my voice, I want y'all to go to this um, GoFundMe, and it's called Healing Fund for Mama Soul, and you spell Mama Soul, M-A-M-A-S-O-L, and it's the Healing Fund for Mama Soul, and um, I want y'all to donate to her um, crowdfunding campaign because she is recovering right now from cancer and she's one of our favorite MCs. she's amazing we have heard her you know freestyle we've heard her written we love her music she's got songs dedicated to fathers and men she has songs you know just dedicated to uh black liberation she has songs um dedicated to um self-defense she has songs dedicated to um, uplifting mothers and women. She has songs dedicated to children, songs dedicated to her son. Um, she is a warrior. She is a mother. She's an MC. She's a writer. Um, she's a fighter. And we want to fight with her. We want to help her fight. And right now she's working on raising 100K. And... Uh, she's raised about twenty two thousand, nice. almost almost twenty three thousand of that, and um, we want to make sure to continue to share her GoFundMe. So um, the GoFundMe is um, Healing Fund for Mama Soul, M A M A S O L, one word. So y'all want to go do that immediately. So shouts out to Mama Soul, we love you. Um, also too. We um we just came off of our retreat. We talked about our retreat on the last um episode and I mean just thinking about mental health and healing in black women and hip hop and I just been looking at everything that's been going on um on the inter- intranets. <laughs> you know, I've seen um Nicki Minaj has retired. I haven't seen anything that she's come back like Jay, but I saw that she put in hung up her little stiletto boots and thong <laughs> um, and microphone. I love um, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, she's actually so freaking talented. Yeah, I think she's more talented than what she knows. 
And Cardi B's in a lot of trouble. Have you seen this? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Six nine been chirping like a little birdie. Tweet, 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 tweet. And he implicated her, Jim Jones. We've been hearing about this. Oh, yeah. And she's in a world of trouble, yo. Um, pray for Cardi B. I really don't I mean, honestly, like no one should be locked in a cage. That like a cage is nowhere for any living being. Um, definitely I must let folks know I'm definitely an abolitionist. Don't believe in cages. We still haven't figured out what we'll do with our folks that are out here harming folks. So that's open conversation. Um, Cardi B, yo, I mean, oh man, I just want to send her lots of energy, lots of positive energy, lots of love. Same. Um, I hope you can weather this storm because... I mean, 6 9 was up there chirping so tough. The judge had to tell him, like, yo, bro, like, you stick to this case. Stick to the facts of, like, this case right here. You don't need to talk about all those other cases. He was just going on and on and on, wasn't he? Yeah. I, some, I have, I've been watching, I know how to talk towards it, but... I didn't actually see him like on the stand and things like that. I know he, oh, he even read it. on there it was real terrible. He was just talking about the everything. Judge made him be quiet. No, well, no. The judge told him like, "Yo, like, stick to the facts of this case. Stick to the people <laughs> that are involved in this case." He was just going on and on. He would tell a story and then he would just like get real tangential and then just start telling all types of stories and stuff about all types of people, all types of stuff. And the judge was like, "Yo." You you know, none of that have nothing to do with this case. Stick to this case. What's up with that? I guess he just panicked and got scared and just figured, like, I'll tell everything. But I don't know. It's just pretty interesting. He's just up there singing. So, I mean, but in all honesty, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what happens when you're not really from the streets. And because, like, the article I sent you what talked about how he paid the blood to like be in his video and then he didn't have to go through no initiation. He wasn't really in the streets and they were like, okay, you're a blood now. And then they asked him like how soon after, you know, were you like on the stand? They asked him like how soon after, you know, the feds, you know, tagged you, did you start snitching? And he was like, immediately. <laughs> he did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but if you're not built for the streets and federal agents come and then they start telling you all this stuff was going to happen to you, but if you talk, then your life will be easier and you're not an actual gangster, then yeah, you're going to be like, okay. And then here's his mom, his, his kids, his social security numbers, where he goes to school, Blah, 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 blah. And that's just what happened. And it, and truth be told, you know, um, yeah, I mean, the, they're, they're, honestly, you know, this is where we get to see um, the implosion of the image that was created. 
And so there was this gangster image that was created and by a non-gangster. And it was all for show. You know, he paid for him to be in the video. He paid for them, you know, to have his protection or whatever. And, or to protect him, you know, to have, have protection, have their protection. And this is what we see when it's like, oh, okay. The federal agents came like, oh, you're really close to these guys. And we are, we have our eyes on these guys and we need your help. And it was like, okay, cool. Here you go. So that's literally, you know, I'm making it really, you know, very cursory, but that's the long and short of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I saw where I saw like I didn't watch the show, but I think it's the state of the culture or is that the Joe Button show? Right. Yeah. The well, state of the, state of the culture. Yeah. Yeah. So with where, uh, <laughs> Remy Ma and, Joe and there's Button another young lady on there who supposedly was like, from what I could read, was telling people like, oh, she replaced hey. Scotty Beam. OK. OK. She was supposed uh, so reportedly like telling people like hey, like, this is what you need to do. Like, if you're in this situation, that's not the right thing to do. And apparently Remy Ma cut her off and were like, you're literally here sit telling people how to snitch. Like, if you are not built for this life, don't do it. Like, if you're not able to, like, know what the consequences are behind you doing a certain illegal activity, the rule of thumb is, is don't do that shit. Don't do it. And I agree, like... Remy kept it. it. Shout out to Remy. She kept Shout it so real. Shout out to real. Remy, my women in hip hop. Man, for real. I mean, but so, and that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, the implosion of the image, the gangster image. Not only has this opened up, this has opened up such a can of worms. Like Jim Jones, like they have him on tape talking about get rid of him. Man, that's creepy. Who like who recorded that? Right? One of the dudes that was with him. Right. Right? Or maybe the dude he was even talking to. It's just even more creepy. Uh, Then, (laughs) I mean, not only that, I've been seeing all the podcasts and things. So Star from Star and Buck Wild from back in the days, he's got a podcast. And he was talking about um, Snoop. And he pulled up Snoop's paperwork. Where Snoop was squealing and told, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was the feds that um, Suge Knight was responsible for. Um, that that actually he said that Suge Knight actually killed um, Tupac, and he told that to the police. They have that in the police report, um, and then. You know, he got that from another podcast. So there's this other podcast. I have to look it up. I forgot the name. But um, it's the two dudes that do all the hip-hop, like, gossip. <laughs> all the hardcore hip-hop gossip. But, um, yeah, they interviewed the bot, like, Suge Knight's ex-bodyguard. And he was squealing, telling everything from back in the days. And he was talking about how... um. You know, there was an incident, I think Snoop had a concert or something, and he, um, so some of the um, dudes from Death Row is when he left Death Row and went over to No Limit, and 
some of the dudes from death row went up to him snuffed them in his face and he was with Daz um Daz the the how do you say his name Daz the Dillinger yeah and he and they and they gave their government names and then they ran straight into the police and you know told the police like look you know these guys you know snuffed me in my face and you know he killed two you know he killed Tupac blah 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 so he pulled up that paperwork and just went on and on about how Snoop had been a snitch since the 90s. Um, and, I mean, there was, you know, then they, they talked about how Jim Jones was named. He, Star, talked about how there was paperwork that Jim Jones was named as a government informant, like, on paperwork. So Star was going in. He's got, like, a lot of paperwork. It's, like, really interesting. But this is all the, like, hardcore hip-hop gossip. It's kind of like... It's gossip, but it also kind of brings things to a surface when you talk about the conversations of should we support trap music and gangster music? And my thing is, is I say that's a, a discussion that needs to be had because if the gangster music is not really gangster music, because the people aren't gangster, how is that okay? But then if they are, how is it okay? I say let's start with the first question. <laughs> let's 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 root out that first. Like, let's root that out first. And then we can get to the the mind the mindset of, okay, should we even be talking about this shit at all? Like, but to have people who's talking about like a lifestyle. I can appreciate someone telling me where they've come from. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a thin line, right? But a person who's telling me about where they say they come from and it, they're an informant is like really creepy. It's a lot of people, though. I know. It's a lot of people in hip hop. I know. A lot. I'm learning, I should say. Like an entire whole bunch of lot. Like, the stuff you were playing me today, like, I literally, that's all I want to listen to. Oh, the 80s. Like, that's the, that's the, that's the That was the 80s. That was 80s hip-hop. How pure was that music? It was so good. So, what did we listen to? We listened to Finesse and Sinquiss. We listened to Antoinette. Yeah, we listened to MC She Life. was so good. Yeah. She reminds to, me, her flow reminds me of Megan Thee Stallion, the way she's just riding the beat. Like, we, we listened to uh, Sweet Tea. Sweet tea, ultra magnetic MCs. Okay, who? What was the jungle name? Jungle Brothers. That was good. We listened to um, what's that? Sonic. What was the group's name? That was the song was jazz and shout out to Tribe Called Quest, but I'm not talking about jazz. Uh, their jazz. Yes, that's the Sonic, and that was before Tribe Called Quest. Yes, yes, that was like '88. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That was. Really, really good. Yeah, they're from Brooklyn. Hearing them talk about, like, in the video, guys, um, you should check it out. But the video starts off about, like, how um, they're, you know, they start talking about all the stereotypes of hip-hop. And you can tell it's, like, the 80s because it's talking about, like, how they're taking sample music. And they're it's talking about how, you know, it's, it's a fad. And, like, they're kind of, like, going through all the stereotypes of hip-hop during the time. And then the guys come through with, like, heavy bars about, like... How, you know, why they do the sampling and actually what sampling does for the generations before them. It brings attention to that music. So it always lives through us. It was so deep, but it was so light. Piper was doing all her old school dances to it. 
I was. Um, and Brittany was laughing. No, I was kind of trying to like keep on beat. <laughs> I was trying to keep on beat. Like, oh, cool seat. Cool seat. Yeah, that was good. And too. speaking of which, I mean, cool seat. Like, that was Philly, you know, uh, what is it? Hilltop Hustlers. But, you know, cool seat went to prison for murder, mm-hmm. you know, and they gave him, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the electric chair. So it was like, okay. you know, it's like so much, so much, so much. Yeah. But shout out to hip hop. Shout out to those who are still out there spitting, waking up every day. You're writing music. Um, you know, this, this six, nine stuff doesn't kill, kill, kill the heart of hip hop. It just should make us better. It should make us smarter. We should start actually having conversations to start preserving hip-hop you know we have to we have to be protective of it and you know i think that's how we should take a look at the situation is is we have to find a way to protect our art form and simple as that i mean you can't protect your art form if you keep allowing people to enter the industry who uh you know who aren't who aren't authentic you know but i mean like and i'm not gonna hold y'all up I liked a few of Six Nine songs. Well, a lot of people did. Yeah, but um, I don't know. And then when we talk about authentic, like, do you want to hear? Like, you want like folks that are like authentically like harming people? I don't know. It's just interesting. Um, no, I don't want. Okay, so let's take a G Erbo, right? Mm hmm. He's, I think, is a, is a, he's from Chicago. Shout out to Chicago. You know, I, when I say authentic, a person, when you hear them rap, you hear their city. They're talking about their experiences and they're talking about the mistakes that they've made. Okay. Um, not a person that uses that to promote killing and shooting. I think that there's a thin line into telling your story and promoting. Okay. I think that when it starts to turn into promotion is that's when it's the problem. But you can't help where you come from. If you're if you're a rapper, you can't hide part of who what makes you a rapper is being able to tell your story. Okay. And to say like your story in, includes this, so keep it out of it, I think is not what rap is about. But there's a thin line into telling again, telling your story and then promoting promoting yourself. If I say Piper you know, I snuck to Vegas when I was in college and my mom didn't know about it. That's not me telling girls like, if your mom go out and sneak off where you want to go in college. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. I do. I see what you mean. But I also think that, um, you know, that it's incentivized. You see what I'm saying? I think I think the glorification of like the death lyrics and just because it's like the oversaturation of you know the death and destruction of humanity of people. Now, this is my opinion. You know, uh, I just feel like it's oversaturated. It is with so much negativity. I just feel it's like, and I think that's intentional. Oh, it's definitely intentional, but it's just, you know, it's just an, it's just an oversaturation, like, we just need a little balance to it, 
that's what Mama Soul always says. We just need a little balance to it. You know, like, you got all types of stories that are out here in this world. I agree with you. And, you know, a lot of times those stories, the other types of stories are relegated to the underground. Now, mind you, people say, people say that so-called conscious rappers or whatever, and there's a lot of truth to it, don't have a good beats. And... But I would argue that a lot of mainstream doesn't have like great beats. I'd say like of all the music that exists like in the entire world, like most of it's trash. <laughs> Commercially. You know what I'm saying? But uh and that's only because, you know, um this is a business and people looking at numbers, we're looking at the numbers, so it's like it's like a assembly line, you know? So it's just like churning out product. And that's the way folks look at it. And that's why they call it product. So literally, you know, folks are making like a hundred songs to get that one song. So like 99 songs suck and they waiting for that one good song. And then, then that, that hundredth song is like a good song. Then you can ride, ride that wave. You know what I'm saying? Then you're going to make a hundred more tacky, terrible songs to get to your next song. But I don't know. But that's the way I look at the way the business part of this is done. You know what I'm saying? And I separate like the business part from the art part because there is, you know, it is a business and you have to um pay for licensing you have to pay musicians producers artists you have to pay for studio time you have to pay um you know for all of the things you know packaging design shipping um you know all the things that go into just making one record right these days yeah and so, you know, what are what are all of those costs? You know, you have a marketing budget, you got a promotion budget, you've got a, you know, distribution budget, you've got uh, you know, packaging and design and you know, which falls under marketing type, you know. So long story short is there's a lot, a lot, a lot of line items in your budget. When you're doing this as a career, as a business, is mad line items in your budget. And so how do you fill all those line items? How do like, where does the revenue come from? Well, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the business side of looking at this. Mm -hmm. The beauty is when the art and the business can be combined. Now for me, I'm not going to hold you up. I think for real, for real, like, my favorite time period for like across the board, all music genres is the seventies. For me, the seventies had the best. Now that's, that's, you know, my personal opinion. I feel that the seventies had the best era. And I feel like that was when, you know, it was post, um, black power, post-civil rights, when folks were 
able to take advantage of all of the um, policies that had been, you know, put into law. Um, it was pre, you know, Reagan era, but it was like a time where, you know, you had just come out of this whole hippie stage. So you still had pretty much this kind of like, you know, people investigating one another, you know what I'm saying? Because it was like post segregation. So people were like, Oh, let me see what it's like over here. You know what I'm saying? It was like when people were able to take advantage of integration in a way. Now I'm, I'm not really like an integrationist, but what I mean by that is I think that integration, the way that it was done, I mean, it was done the way that it was done. But I can see the negative impact of the way that it was done. I'm definitely a fan of, you know, multicultural, um, you know, living multicultural spaces. I'm definitely a fan of us learning and growing, you know, from one another, appreciating one another's cultures, like definitely a fan of all of that. Um, I just think that the way that integration was done, it was forced. It was inauthentic. It was violent it was aggressive um you know you wouldn't want to send your daughter to go into a school to get spit on and beat up and you know why just so that she can go to a school to 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 prove that she deserves dignity like you know many of the folks when you hear stories about people who had to go through that what they had to endure is a lot of trauma and the children of those people more likely than not did not appreciate the sacrifice and so mm. it it became you know this thing but not to go off too far tangentially but musically what i could hear and i'm speaking about commercial music business at this point mm -hmm. You could hear the difference between the music of the, you know, obviously like 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, right? And then when you got to the 70s, there was definitely across the board, it was like a sound of freedom. It was just like a freedom sound. It's hard to explain, but you could hear it in the salsa. You could hear it in, you know, the mm -hmm. R&B. You could hear it in... A lot of different, you know, That's West African music, a lot of Afro pop. You could hear it in Fela. You could hear it in, you know, just music from all over. I mean, it's the birth of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Disco, you know, soul, funk, all the, you know what I'm saying? James Brown, you know, Aretha Franklin. Like, I mean, you could just really hear, you know, Celia Cruz, Tito Puente, you know, Hector <laughs> Lavoe. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, Ruben Blades. Like, you could just hear, like, so much of, like, the fusion of cultures. You know, that even, like, all the Brazilian soul, um, Cuban soul, you know, Mongo Santa Maria, um, and, and a lot of fusion jazz. You know what I'm saying? Like, Herbie Hancock, um... You know, Bob James, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I could go on and on and on 
about so much of my favorite music. Mm. I mean, truth be told, even all the the white boys that was doing all that chocolate soul was hot. You know what I'm saying? Were you, like your parent is telling you like, you know, that that's a white band. You're like, no. But, well, you knew because you had the album cover. Well, for me, like if I'm yeah. listening to it on 92.3 in 2002. Yeah. It's something it, you would never, like I said that to say, I know what you mean. Yeah. You're talking about. Yeah. And it's interesting because in like my house, the house is, right? Because I live with my mom and then I live with my dad. And then I live with my and I live with my grandmother, so and my aunt and uncle. So like, you know, at, in the seventies, it was all about albums. It's back to albums again. It's back to vinyl. I notice a lot of artists are putting um, their releases on vinyl. Shouts out to Book Brown. Shouts out to Book. Actually, shouts out to Book Brown and Frankie P. Okay. Um, took them to. The Earthworks Harvest Festival, um, just this past Saturday. No, I'm sorry. It was Sunday. So Saturday, I photographed the wedding. Shouts out to um, Dominique and Lovey Davis. Shouts out. So they got married. It was a beautiful ceremony. Oh, gee. San Marino Club in Troy. That sounds nice. It was a really beautiful wedding. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. And shouts out to my cousin, Dean. I was able to hire him to assist me. Shout out, Dean. Yeah. Shout out, Teddy. What's his thing? Is He's as a, a teddy bear. <laughs> that's Dean? His, yeah, that's his uh, company. And um, he, he Teddy Bowtie. That's okay. him. And he does photography and he models. And he's a great human, so appreciate him a lot. Shout out, Dean. Yeah, yay. That's my grandmother's brother's son's son. He's a millennial. He's the same age as you. I think he's like 29. Okay. So I was like, my little cousin, oh. <laughs> but he's a real man doing his thing. That's what's up. Appreciate you, So Dean. that was cool. That went good. What was the highlight yeah. of the wedding? And Crystal. Crystal assisted me, too. Oh, she did. Yeah. Shout out, Crystal. Sound genius. Um, Crystal's a sound engineer, photographer, videographer, and music producer. So what was what were the highlights of the wedding for you? Like, as far as, like, where you... Visually, it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Did it make beautiful. that easy for you? Does it that does. make it easy? It does. It's just beautiful. I mean, it was like white everywhere, mm. just like white chairs and white flowers. And that sounds really nice. White and pink, and mm-hmm. all the um, gentlemen, the groomsmen wore like like a silvery gray, and then all of the uh, bridesmaids wore like this beautiful like pink, bright mm-hmm. pink, and it was just it was like a fantasy How was wedding. The food? How was the food? You know what? I ate the food at the end. It was okay. I was not a fan of the food. Okay. But um, it's just not my style of food. I got you. But um, but that was way at the end. The DJ was amazing. The DJ was good? Incredible. They had these awesome chairs. Mm-hmm. And um, there was like a king and queen chair. It was That's beautiful. Sweet. And um, they had flowers, 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 flowers. Shouts out to Paula, the wedding planner. She did a great Shout job. Shout out, Paula. It was really beautiful. The flowers were like, that was the highlight. The flowers were amazing. So everything was white and like where the flowers. Oh, and then they had the 
everything was a Cinderella theme. Okay. So they went on this horse and carriage. Oh my god! And they went a carriage ride around in this like pumpkin looking carriage, and then they had with like vine all over it and a horsey. Um, I forgot the horse name, but shouts out to you. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> then they then they um, we took pictures with that. It was really cool. Shouts out to the video crew, Brandon. He was great. He did a phenomenal job. Him For and real. his mm-hmm, him and his um assistant. They were awesome. Mm. Um, I hope I get a chance to work with them again. They mm-hmm. were really cool to work with. We worked together as a team. Okay. And I really appreciated that. It was what do you no mean by that in, in that world, especially in, in a, at a wedding? Like, Well, what? you know what's strange? Like, in my experience, and everyone's experience is different. In my experience, I've met many, many, many photographers, videographers with these, like, really terrible, nasty ego attitudes. Really? Yeah, and it's like all this competition, and it's just like all this like you know like it's like it's just really terrible, and so um, that's not me. I'm not a competition type of mm-hmm. person. I can be very competitive, but I just feel like you know it's unnecessary. But I feel, but I was really appreciative. I am really appreciative that Brandon brought skill and professionalism mm-hmm. and just a wonderful energy and um really thoughtful and creative and i really appreciate being able to work with him yeah so, that's what's up shout out brandy and your team yeah it's cool so that was that was actually saturday. that was saturday you're right that was saturday and then you took boog and i took boog and frankie up to lake city Michigan, three so, hours away. I rented a van. Shouts out to Tony Wilson for renting me your van. Shout out, Tony. And shouts out to Nina Payne for hooking that up mm-hmm. and, and hooking up the wedding, you know. And um, so drove all of them, and Frankie brought her band, and we really? they were really good. And we drove like three and a half, four hours away to Lake City, Michigan. Yes. And yeah, I drove. You drove. Shouts hi. out to me. I drove the van all the way there. I'm a van driver. You drove that van, Piper. I did. So what was you? Did you DJ too, or did somebody DJ for you? No, I was gonna show our film, but what I did. Oh, shouts out to I mean, Josiah, the, the the sound person. Oh, shout on the way, Frankie's band had the best music. Shouts out to their playlist. Really love their playlist. It, Kept me awake. Okay. There and back. Um, and her and, band is all, she got an all guy band and it's her, isn't it? Yeah. That's so dope. It was dope. And they did their thing. And um, we played in a barn. The festival was like on a farm. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about like corn fed white boy farm. Mm-hmm. And everything else there was like country rock. Um, it was like country music, rock music, like all types of music. The audience, shouts out to the audience at the Earthworks Harvest Festival in shouts Lake out. City, Michigan. Wow. That audience was incredible. Shouts out to those folks on the western side of the state. Yes. We passed a whole farm full of buffalo. That's how far out we were. And there y'all, was like y'all rocked out. 40 buffalo out there. So what was your day like? So y'all, y'all got... Oh, they had multiple stages. Okay. Indoor, outdoor. We played in the barn. 
The barn is amazing. It's outfitted like for theater stage and everything. Shouts out to Josiah, the sound person that did his thing. They have a screen set up in there. They could show a film. Mm-hmm. The sound was amazing. They did a great, 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 great job. They mm-hmm. had everything set up for us. They sounded incredible. For I real. was like, wow. It was awesome. You Man, you got to share. I know you posted. They had so much food. They had all every all this vegan food. It for was real? wonderful. And then they had all types of like, but it was hilarious because every, I mean, it was like festival, festival. Like I felt like I was at Woodstock. It's hey. like people was walking around with no shoes and it was raining and folks had slept out there for like three days in tents. That sounds like a electric forest. It's funny. It's something like that. And uh, so we got we to gotta try to go next year. Shouts out to Seth Bernard. Seth Bernard. Yeah. I got to send him a handwritten thank you note. So appreciate him for bringing us out there. But folks loved them. Folks thought that they were amazing. How, so talk a little bit about Book's performance. Oh, Book, she actually got them on their feet. And because like folks were like sitting down at first. And she had the entire barn rocking. Yes, Boogie. They were on their feet and they was like feeling it, dancing. She had them dancing the whole time. Dang. And then Frankie came and then they they tore it down. It was amazing. I know. Did they did they both enjoy that? What were they talking they about on the it. way back? They were asleep. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. we got back and it was pitch black. And, you, and it was raining hard. It was raining like more than cats and dogs. It was raining like, you know, lions and wolves. <laughs> it was raining like where you could not see like one step in front of you. And it was black, 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 black. They were teasing me because I was driving like 40 miles an hour back. I was like, yo, we are making back. it back. We're making it back. They so all drove up Sunday and came back Sunday night. Yeah. All right. Look at you, Pipe. I was teepee. But I got back. I returned the van. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for letting us make it there and safe. And um, because it was scary. I'm not even going front. It was scary. But um, I prayed the whole way there and back. And uh, then we made it back. And then I did sleep in a tad on Monday Mm -hmm. so I could get my, my beauty rest back, my refresher. Um, but I was definitely up by like mid afternoon and then ready and then ready to go. So that was wonderful. And, um, yeah, so that was all me getting my rest yesterday and I feel pretty good about today. So what else is going on? So there is so much wonderful stuff going on. So long story short, um, we're going to do the Women in Hip Hop um, conference in 2021. Yes, we are. So looking for money for that. But um, if I, so that's what I've been working on. So if I reel it all the way back to um, next month, <laughs> we have a Women in Hip Hop showcase and it's called I'm the rapper, she's the DJ. Who's the DJ? Me. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be DJ Peace Pipe. Can I wear one of those cool, you think I could find me one of those outfits you were showing me earlier? Oh. The the, 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 the
Just call him. Like, yo, yo dad. D, yo, dad, make me an MCM suit, yo. Because what would I, if you, like, so if we was in the 80s and you're like, yo, we throwing this showcase. Mm-hmm. And I'm DJing, like, what would I, could I be like the hype man? Like, like. Um, you would be the engineer, no? Or you would be. Um, I want to do the dancing, too. Oh, you want to be a dancer? Well, I guess I would have to be a dancer. Well, yeah, because I thought you want to be a camera person or a. Uh, I want to do that and. How are you going to hold the camera dance? People will be throwing up. all right i'll just i'll just hold the camera and bob my head that'll give me a little bit but you could put the camera down and be a dancer if you want to all right but if we're in the 80s then you got to put on biker shorts well you wouldn't have had to put on biker shorts because you could have wore those the outfit you got on right now actually britney has on a 1988 89 outfit shout out to creative minds i got a creative mind t on jazzy jazz t on jazzy jazz um but I'm the rapper. She's the, the DJ. DJ. So mm-hmm. you're the DJ. And then Idea is um, our headlining vocalist. Shouts out. And then we got two special guests that we'll reveal next week. I know. But we got to, you know, we got to tease folks. We got a month away. So we want you to get your tickets, though. It's only $10 in advance. And it's like 15 at the door. And it's going to be at Andy Arts, an independent. That's a very nice it's a nice venue. Beautiful. So that's what's up. So independent venue in the hood on Finko. Shouts out Finko. Yeah. So this can be dope. And so, you know, um, long story short, very excited about that. Me too. Looking forward to it. We got to sell these tickets though. Y'all need to hit us up for these tickets. These tickets. Are $10 be... tickets. y'all. But check this out. That's just one event. It's like from 8 to 10 on the 26th, which is Saturday. And it's inside of the entire three-day festival. So, like, Friday evening, there's a think tank. Um, You know, all day Saturday, there's... um, You got the hair show. You've got from My Natural Hair podcast. The unicorns are doing a um, 2000s... um, It's it's called 5-2 or Fine 2... And it's um, 2000's Dance Party. And it's going to be after our event. There's a comedy show featuring um, Josh Adams and shouts out to Coco. Shouts out Coco. Did she go to Northwestern with you guys? She didn't go to Northwestern, but she was in Festival of the Arts. Oh, okay, 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 mm-hmm. okay, okay. And, um, but they're going to do um, their showcases like the same time as ours kind of overlap like. And then, well, not the same exact time, the, but it's kind of overlaps. And I think another. the name of the comedy sketches, um, the show is "I'm Scared to Go to Detroit." Yeah, That's I'm hilarious. scared of Detroit or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and then Sunday we'll be doing. Um, oh, and then the game show. There, one of the shows is a text, you know, um, podcast, and it's all about these, you know, folks oh, that the text group each chats. other. Yeah, yeah, the group chat, and so. Um, <laughs> They're going to do like a game show. So that's going to be super fun. I'm so excited for this festival. And then on Sunday, we'll be doing live podcasting from the event. So it's going to be super cool, super exciting. We've been talking about it for months. Yeah. Now it's here. It's only $50 to attend all three days, like all events. Isn't that pretty cool? It's amazing. And I mean, then, the, and then and the each event is, is like a la carte. I mean, the two, the unicorns, shout out to the unicorns. They're throwing a, a 2000s party that's called 
It's five, five two, two or, or fine two. That is hilarious. Oh, and then shouts out to community Audra. Yes, Audra. I love Audra. Yeah. She's so awesome. Isn't she? Yes. Yeah, and her podcast is growing too. Everyone's podcasts are growing. I agree. So it's gonna be amazing. I'm very excited about it. So Me y'all too. gotta get y'all ticks. Hurry, hurry. You don't wanna be the one that didn't get your tickets. Agreed. Because I'm on all y'all heads. I need I'm 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 trying to get rid of those tickets. And then remember the book. Kelly and Rebecca's book is coming out about us in June. And That's it, and it was reviewed by Jeff Chang. So y'all look up Jeff Chang because Jeff Chang's a big, huge deal. He's going to know or he knows about our work. Which so Which is powerful. And then other stuff we're releasing, like just re-releasing our merch so that people know to go get our merch. We get in the band organized. So putting together the all-woman hip-hop band um, that... You know, just doing that, um, working on a documentary, getting that tightened up. How do? How and then we're doing the retreat next year. Yay! So I want to ask a question about the uh, putting the band together. Mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna come to some rehearsals. Oh, you got I mean, it. Uh, tryouts or auditions or. Oh you know, yeah, I for be a sure. Part of that pro- okay, that was for so sure. fun doing the show last yeah, year. That was yeah, so yeah. fun. So fun, right? Oh, my God. And then what else are we doing? Well, oh, and then I um then I am putting out this women producer showcase. And well, it's a mixtape. You know, women in hip hop producer mixtape. I want to be a part of that too. You will be. And what else is going on women in hip hop? I think yeah, that's that's the most thing. So then next business, <laughs> the uh, launch of the fashion magazine. You came to that. That was so fun. It was like, Easter Market after they do dark. That all the time, every year. That was so. I hate to say it, Melinda. It was so lit. Melinda Anderson, um, Olga Stella, oh. um, Ellie Schneider, everyone over at um, Design Core. Shouts out to you. Good job, guys. For organizing that. Um, it's all the all of Easter Market is activated. They had dance floor with a great DJ, all types of vendors and food trucks. And it was just inc- incredible. And they invited us to launch the magazine. Did you have a good time? I had a good Not time. Not only did I have a great time, but met a lot of great people. Mm. And people got a chance to see. And I have like two stories that are in the can that I can like you know, put up. So I'll put those up. All right. First of the month. It's the first of the month. So, so when I those wanna... come out, I'll put those out and then promote that. But So you mentioned the retreat, right? Yeah. We know we keep talking about the retreat, but I think it left an impact, like a tattoo on all of us who attended. Mm. And I kind of want to talk about your thought process on having a debrief because you make things so seamless you're like oh yeah we're gonna meet and have a debrief and chill and eat chawarmas and salad and like how did you you like it of course that's what i'm asking you about Mm. like i feel like more people need to be more intentional about those and i know that you're in a lot of spaces where it's common but in my world my corporate world it's not common it's which part debriefing yeah it's a checkbox thing where you do a survey and then you go in a room and then they become defensive about the survey results so basically they ask you to do a survey mm-hmm. and then they say to you each office says okay we're going to have a meeting about the surveys you filled out about how we're doing and then they defend themselves mm. and what what did we do differently 
you guys listened. You and Nina took notes. Mm-hmm. And not once did you get defensive. There was not oh, one about thing. The survey results. There was no no comment that I heard that you got defensive about. There wasn't much for you to get defensive about. Mm. But because I think you and Nina, uh, well, you put, used to critique. You in, no, maybe is that what it? I was gonna say. You guys put two hundred percent to everything, and I know how I am. When mm-hmm. I put in two hundred percent, and I get like one little tiny thing, I'd be like. Rrr. Okay, I got to stop being like that. Well, I'm, I'm used to critique. Okay. You know, I grew up in the theater and like <laughs> dancing and then, you know, sports and then, you know, well, I just grew up with a very critical family, mm. critical mother, critical father, critical grandmothers, critical aunts and uncles and just everyone around me is so freaking critical. Um I'm just used to folks giving critique. Um, And then I went to art school. So I'm used to critique from art school. Um, And then I, then, you know, we developed these processes and we sent out the survey. So to me, like if I send you a survey and I ask you on the survey, because I really want things to be better. If you tell me, Oh, well, I think it could be better if this and that and that, then if I sit there the whole time arguing with you about why I think you're wrong, I can't hear. Even if I disagree, it's important that I hear what it is that you're saying. And then that allows me to think about what either needs to be different or not and where where that critique is coming from and what it means within the scheme of things. So... And, uh, Let's say, for instance, mm-hmm. folks said that we should have had more water sports. I said that. Yeah. But that wasn't like a thing that I felt that should have been for this year, by the way. I was talking about in the future. Right. But at the same time, right, you felt like, hey, we should have we had a water sports. So that's something that, was, that we went, we investigated, and we said, so we got the prices now, and we know how much of the water sports. So what we got to do now is just figure out, okay— with the water sports, well, we had the conversation like, do we want to include that in the price or do we want that to be the separate price? And that's really more how we think about it. Like, oh, okay, so let's think about that. So we'll, as we're organizing, we'll figure out like, you know, do we want to up the price and include the water sports or do we want folks to be able to do it on their own? So that'll be a conversation, right? So it's nothing to get really defensive about. It's like, oh, okay. Um, same thing like, you know, folks were, some folks stayed in the more like newer accommodations and some folks stayed in the older accommodations. Mm-hmm. So, you I know, think, yeah. we asked like, how did y'all feel about staying in those accommodations? Some people were cool with it. Some people were like, mm, I kind of would rather be in the newer accommodations. There's nothing to get defensive about. We asked the question, we want to know. You know what I'm saying? Like what people really think. And then that helps us be able to think like, okay, how do we how do we manage this? You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I mean, I think it was also good because we experience something as people and then we don't think about our value and what it can do. Like at the, I think what it gave, you guys gave us a voice mm-hmm. and we were able to realize our value and meaning not, oh, we attended this, but in a sense of how can we make it better? Mm. What can we do? And then I think we left saying we could all be part of a committee. We could all be 
do rotating shifts. Mm-hmm. You know, we self-reflected on how much fun we had, but we thought about how we can continue this and what it should be like moving forward. You guys right. gave us the opportunity to be a part of that process, which I thought was beautiful. And then it gave us a chance to realize like, wow, this was a retreat for black women who are in the arts or who want to be in the arts. And it was ran by all black women. Mm -hmm. It gave us a chance to kind of like subtly pat ourselves on the back as a unit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to, you know, thank you guys. Right. It wouldn't, we wouldn't have been able to do that without you guys, but in order to have that continuation of year and year after year that goes past the inaugural one, yeah, you kind of want people to have that buy-in, right? And people do. Yeah. And now people do. And then not only did the people who attended have the buy-in, but people who saw the impact are like, oh, are y'all doing that again? I'm coming. Which means... We need to start earlier to d- do deposits and payment plans and things. Yes. And we have to find more accommodations. Like, we have to increase the number of accommodations. So, That's gotta go stuff. up there and check it out. Check it on out, out. Um, yeah, so that's really, that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, just to be clear, guys, about um, some of the things that we're talking about, um, with the events that we just got done uh, kind of debriefing on is Detroit is Different Festival. It's October 24th to the 27th. Again, it's at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finko Avenue. Um, each podcaster, I think a select a few, are doing something for the festival. And uh, we'd love to see you guys come out to all of them, but specifically the one that Piper just got done talking about, that's $10 a ticket. So let us know. Oh, I just wanted to be sure that they knew it was the Detroit yeah. is different. Festival. You see why Britney is the token millennial? Oh, stop! <laughs> Get on <laughs> So okay, well, um, I think that's pretty good for this podcast. What do you think? I think we're kind of done. Yeah, yeah, we can um talk about some more stuff next week, but yeah, I mean, I guess. You know, in closing, when, you know, just looking at, I will say I appreciate the Rhapsody album. I do too. And I say that because you should see, y'all should see she her ain't smile. snitching on nobody. <laughs> y'all should see Piper's smile right now. Like, Piper is a, is, is very, is a, is a connoisseur of hip hop. She's very particular. She doesn't usually say something is great. So. No, the Rhapsody album is it is tight. It is tight. My favorite songs on there right now, while I'm still in the is it the infancy stage? I mean, I guess it's past in this age. It's past the infancy stage because I've been keeping it on rotate for a minute. But um, I definitely still love Cleo, Maya, Afeni. Um, that's, that one's hard. The uh, uh, Nina. Nina is like that's the intro. Yeah, it's like a that's one of the best intros I've heard. And what's the young lady's name? Rumaya, R- the the poet. What's oh, her name? Oh yeah, that's on. Uh, I forget what song that one is. Let's see. It's it's her her doing. You know, 
um, a poem. And then... That's not Whoopi, is it? No, no, not at all. It's the young lady. That's just her name. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and then... um, Oh, and I like the one with Queen Latifah. I love that one, too. She got the queen rapping like that again. Yeah, That was awesome. So those are my favorites, but like the entire album is so incredible. The she production's really great. Um and yeah, I really I really, really and it's an ode to black women. It's just really awesome. I wanna play it. I hope we don't get the like we have to see can we play it? Like right now? On our, no, on our podcast, like for the intro and outro, how we use music. I mean, I'll take that hit. What like they it, all that would mean was just they would take our podcast down the whole our whole thing or no, just that episode? just that episode they'd flag on it. Apple Music mm-hmm. oh yeah but let's see because I think we have maybe the we can do some old rhapsody just to show her some love can, well yeah we could do some old rhapsody I and then pick some, some new cool, yeah I can pick out some cool songs oh she's got so many wonderful songs yeah. So yeah, um, but Especially yeah, with all her stuff with Knife Wonder, man. Oh my God, I love Knife Wonder. Shout out to Knife Wonder shout and out shout out to Dillard. I got some for you too. Shout out to JD La. Yeah, I told you about that when I went to Costa Rica, and uh, I was in, like <laughs> real Costa Rica. Did I show you the video? Yeah, you were like, they were like, oh, do you? You were like, you like the Temptations? No, no, because they were like, because I was walking, and then they were like, where are you from? And I was like, Detroit. And then this had this look like, I do not know what you're talking about. And I was like, Detroit. And they was like, shook their head like, nope. I'm like, you don't know Detroit. And they was like, nope. And I was like, Motown. And they was like, mm. I was like, Stevie Wonder. And they was like, no. I was like, Jay Dilla. And they was like, Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla. I was like, What? <laughs> Right? That's unreal. It, it was, I showed that to my Dukes and she was like, wow. Isn't that crazy? I mean, yeah. Because, especially because we were in rural Costa Rica. But I think it's so crazy that, like, his effect on people is just, it grows. It, it just, it continues to grow. Like, yeah. I'm just telling you, I know so many people who go through Jay Dilla phases. Like, mm-hmm. when you talk to people, you know, you're out digging, you know, you you could be just having a conversation about hip hop and then you hear what people, how people got introduced to Jay Dilla, whether it be through Slum Village, whether it be through YouTube recommendation and then how they're just stuck on him. You know, like mm-hmm. how I'm talking about him right now randomly. It just, mm-hmm. I felt, I felt a wave, like we're talking hip hop and I just felt his energy and I'm mm-hmm. like, shout out Jay Dilla. You know what I mean? Stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, powerful. It's always, you know... An opportune time to shout out Jay Dilla. I agree. You know, yeah. So, you know, we got all these events and things coming up. So much wonderful, wonderfulness coming up. And, you know, we'll have some merch for y'all. Yeah. Getting the merch papping. We need the, I need, I need uh, one of those teas. I need this, we yeah. need a few of those. Yeah, we'll have the merch popping in a yeah. minute. And, um, it's just going to be like a really wonderful, um, you know, into the into the new year. And we're going to need it because next year is going to be really crazy. It's an election year. It's the census. It's like a lot going on. What do you think? 
It's 100% a lot going on. People talking about a crazy recession. They said they said that it's supposed to take a nosedive in January. That's what they say. We'll see. Uh, I believe it. I mean, because even if, even if, um, I mean, but I wonder, you know, it's interesting because like when you don't have money, it's like, oh, the economy tanked. <laughs> or when you're not like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm very, I'm, I'm hopeful. Let me put it that way. I'm hopeful. And I'm feeling hopeful. Ain't gonna stop this train. Some good energy around you. Beautiful energy. Around you too, darling. Yes, I agree. And so um, we got an event. Oh, yeah. And then we got events coming up in October as well over at the um, Willis Show Bar. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm tripping, tripping. Yeah. So you're I doing wa- food, right? Yeah. You chef y'all, you. Y'all gotta understand, Piper is like amazing. And I'm not even just slobbing. I'm just saying. Y'all got to understand, we come off the retreat, we sit, we, we, me, me and shout out to Sanaa, she was just on here like last week, we're sitting and I get a text from Pipe like, hey, come in, come in here right quick. And then I'm like, Pipe, I have on sweatpants. She's like, me too. <laughs> we, we'll be twins. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Go in there. She's sitting at the bar drinking her bar special which is like a cranberry juice pineapple juice and an orange juice with a little <laughs> umbrella swinging her legs talking about some yeah this the owner of the bar and they make great food they're great and he like for real she like yeah like basically like you need to book their asses so long story short piper carter looked out and um Sanaa and i are gonna do our first pay pop-up at the willis show bar shout out to sean it's a beautiful bar um it's always existed. He's uh, from L.A., redid the bar. The day we were in there, I think, was on a Tuesday. Beautiful crowd, beautiful, diverse crowd. He has a um, a lavish bar, and then uh, behind the bar where, you know, you normally have bartenders. There's also a 19s, Piper can correct me, 60s, 70s um, stage where a person can, like, perform. So if you're sitting at the bar, it's just like a live performance. It's beautiful. I'm excited. We're going to do a twist of some Detroit staples, and it'll be vegan food, plant-based food. And uh, you'll see the marketing for that towards the end of this week. And uh, shout-out to Piper for that. Thank you. Shout-out to Shout you out. for having that great food. No, we're trying out here. Oh, yeah. Y'all are doing but it. But you, you're, doing, you're doing your own thing, too, right? Yeah. So we're going to start our night um, still trying to decide the date. Okay. But um, like, we're we're gonna do a weekly. I don't know. It might be a monthly. I'm like, oh my god, weekly. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're gonna um get a regular. I think Detroit needs that. There. I think it's so much. It's so much like Detroit people think because they are from Detroit and know Motown, right? Mm-hmm. That they know music. Like everyone thinks they know fashion and music in Detroit until you meet someone who knows fashion and music. Mm. So I think Detroit needs you. I think they need you to be able to give them a true history of what hip hop is. Like we I think we've missed so many key points of hip hop and even the 70s because we are Motown babies. It's just like I don't know. That's just my opinion. Like, just well, like how I'm going how, to take that. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm not going to throw it away, but I will say 
that there are a lot of people here who do know fashion, do know music, 100%. are talented, yeah. And maybe I speak for my generation. Doing the thing. It's a lot of people doing the thing. So this night is um it's called the Family Tree and we'll be bringing together Motown music and playing different um derivatives of the Motown family tree. And so uh Can I, I'm very excited about I this. I may have Joe edit that. So there's a lot of people here who know music, but it's important that we get the history of Motown music. That's better, right? That goes along with what Well, definitely the history and also the future. The future, right. And it is the sixtieth anniversary and they did just do a huge celebration um for the museum. And they had a big show. Shouts out to Sundiata Mausi and Kern Brantley and Lisa McCall. All of them were involved um, in in that whole show. And he told us, you know, they had a Ford Tops and Martha Vandellas and Martha Reeves and just all the Motown greats. And they put a band together and it was just really phenomenal um, entertainment. Um, top level quality musicianship, showmanship, and um, I, you know, we're Detroit has been and is going to continue to be and grow and elevate as an entertainment capital. And so, one hundred percent, there are many. Right, we've got Nashville. You know, there's Las Vegas. Obviously, there's New York, L.A., and even you know, Chicago, Atlanta. New Orleans, right? Mm. You know, Detroit. Shout out Philly. Philly, you know, and, you know, Detroit is one of those, Memphis, you know? Yes. Detroit is one of those cities, right? That there's a special energy here. There's a vortex of energy by the water. I'm a firm believer that that energy is as a result of the not only just the history of jazz and blues and R&B and soul and funk and hip and, and, and the Detroit techno and the Detroit hip hop, but, and rhythm and blues, but also because of the underground railroad and, you know, all the souls that were, you know, trapped inside of the bottom of the, you know, the river that didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting. I'm going to find, I'm going to read, I wrote this Facebook post um, that kind of summed up like how I kind of see, um, how I kind of see this place and something that's like super interesting to me is because we're on this like super uh like i said vortex of energy um so many artists are from here so many you know inventors so much genius is like summed up in um in the city of detroit mm. and a lot of times we take a lot of it for granted 100% and so I'm going to uh I'm going to read this Facebook post. It's kind of uh spoiler alert. It's kind of long, 
but um I wanted to kind of read this and I don't I know Brittany is not on social media so there's nowhere that that you would ever see this unless you run Facebook so it's kind of long so bear with me I'll do the best I can to read it um rather fluidly so uh okay here we go I've noticed a cultural difference or rather a difference between my experience with folks that I've encountered. So as a lifelong arts and culture entrepreneur or hustler, the word hustler in this sense, meaning hustle in your step, go getter, hard worker, not hustle over on people over promise and underproduce, nor trick folks. I've been mostly around other folks who are ambitious and hardworking, especially in, quote-unquote, the industry. Now there, in my opinion, is healthy ambition and unhealthy ambition. I'm speaking from, sorry, I'm speaking from the, from, wait, wait, healthy ambition. I'm speaking from the healthy ambition lens. In my experience, it is customary to call, email, text, inbox, about business 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's no such thing as business hours because folks are always traveling and maybe in different time zone or sitting in front of a client trying to make a decision and have an opportunity for you that needs an immediate answer. I found that this is the case more than often not, more often than not. I've noticed that there is a culture of the nine to fiver who has always has, who also has, an arts and culture business that has hard, fast rules about their time. You can only call them during certain hours or only communicate with them through email, and the list goes on for their rules and guidelines they give you for how and when to communicate with them. In my experience, especially in NYC, this does not make them a priority to work with because they are considered inconvenient to work with. Many times it is necessary to be ready most of the time, it is necessary to be ready. Folks will not wait for folks to get ready. There are way too many folk, many other folks that are eager, better, faster, less expensive, easier to work with, etc. This is not to say that there is no value in setting standards. I'm just noticing how in Detroit, more times than not, opportunities come my way that I strive to share with folks who tell me, I wish you would have let me know ahead of time so I can prepare or it's so last minute or email me, don't text me or I think I could in about a month, etc. Folks have said it's so unprofessional for you to contact me last minute, but it is actually the professional way in quote unquote the industry because like I said, folks are in the room with decision makers and check cutters trying to decide who to hire and usually that person negotiating is contacting you because they brought up your name as being perfect during their pitch and usually the client may either want to hire a different person so that person is advocating or fighting to get you that gig or someone on their staff wants their person to get it so if you answer immediately you could get that booking or sometimes, which is most often the case, the budget just got approved and folks who had to wait until they had the money in their hands 
before securing the folks to fulfill the contracts. This is pretty normal. It's not the rare occasion. Sometimes folks secure the talent and contractors before the budget is approved, but that becomes Russian roulette. Now, I also understand in Detroit, there is so much negative hustling going on that folks are gun shy, meaning they are very cautious about dealing with people because they don't want to get hustled over on. My answer to that is if you don't trust the person or have trust issues, ask them to send over something you can read quickly and that you need a minute to decide. I think that's super fair. You can let them know you are busy or doing something and will get back in a short period of time. If it's a huge opportunity like mainstream television, then just send a copy of the document to your entertainment attorney to read over and let them know it's a fast turnaround. If it's a less bureaucratic opportunity, like performing at a street festival, tell them you are interested and ask what they what are the terms and benefits and read over the agreement and ask questions where necessary. I guess the Detroit culture makes it easy for the go-getters moving here from New York City and L.A. to box them out of opportunities. There is a growing entertainment industry and there are all kinds of spaces popping up. Hundreds of millions have already been poured into studying how much money is being lost by not having an entertainment industry and into building up and developing it. And in addition to the gentrification that is displacing Detroiters, there is a very specific arts and culture entertainment brand of gentrification that is displacing Detroiters from all of the opportunities happening in the city. Now is the time for Detroiters to get prepared for the influx of all kinds of companies moving their bases here and coming here to scout talent. Now is the time to secure your entertainment attorney and to become educated about who is doing what. That way, when you get that call, you can be discerning, but not turn off folks from ever wanting to call you again. And I need to do a whole other post about arrogance, delusions of grandeur, work ethic, integrity, and how that relates to how folks price themselves. Thank you for that. So that just, I just write stuff like that on Facebook all the time. You should read. You know what? You should do that every every week. You should read one of, read your one posts. of my posts. Yeah, you definitely should do that. I have so many that was, Facebook you, posts. It's for you, for a person that doesn't like poetry, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I love prose. I love prose. <laughs> I love prose. That was really good. I'm over here. I'm over here ready to go read a book. I'm ready to go start. Doing my blade icewood dance. I'm ready to get some, put some yays on my face after that. <laughs> I'm ready to go hit the gym after that. I'm ready to get it in. The time is now. Yes. Well, I think about that because I think about, like I said, all the souls that are at the bottom of the Detroit River. Like, think of how many people just didn't make it to the other side to so-called freedom in Canada. And think of all the people... You know, and it's interesting. Oh, you know what we did not talk about? We'll what? talk about this next time. But What's that? The revolt. Um, oh, we got to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk about that next time. But um, the revolt um, panels that they had, you know, long story short, obviously this is the time to engage and mobilize folks just on a political level because everything is going to be coming next year. Correct. 
And I would add to that pressure on Detroiters because Detroit is one of those ground zero type places where things happen here first. Yeah. And so they've done a lot of work to carve out and create the way Detroit is. And they got it to a point where they're going to be even all that money that has been being poured into it. It's been being researched upon Mm. and moving forward. Um, more money will be poured into it um, to build out this infrastructure and these systems. And much of it is going into Motown. Much of it is going into um, the Dan Gilbert Industries. Dan Gilbert's focus is entertainment, arts, and culture. Um, And, you know, having owned an arts and culture space that where we were violently removed, I can see why, because the rap- rapidness with which, you know, people wanted to move upon that valuable space that we had and capitalize off of all the energy that we put into that. And it took me a minute. I am so glad I worked on all my healing, but it took me a minute to kind of see, you know, how to do things, a little bit differently um, moving forward and it's very painful to have invested, you know, my life savings into this building that was snatched because people don't value black life and because they don't value, you know, Detroiters. Right. Um, And at the same time, it is painful to see other folks who look like me who I would consider family um, rushing to what they would consider an opportunity because there's resources and there's money um, and just so ever willing to partner with folks who do not have their best interests. Right. And so with that, you know, there's all these multiple realities that are happening simultaneously. So there is, you know, an arts and a director of arts and culture for the city of Detroit designated, just hired Rochelle Riley. So we will see some changes. There is um, a nightlife mayor. Detroit is actively working to create a um, 24-hour uh, city, 24-hour entertainment city. Those are things that are in place. Um, Those are conversations that are in place. Policy is currently being rewritten to be submitted, to be voted upon. And so Detroit is historically, you know, the home of Motown. And everyone is always looking at Motown, rightly so, for their blueprint as to how to do their music business. Underground Resistance, Submerged Records, where we found hip-hop has its office, you know, and, 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 and who mentors us, you know, they've been able to um, create and maintain their space. Mm. Um, but still, even throughout the world, you know, folks really need to pay better homage, even though everyone knows the origin but folks need to do a better job of paying homage 100%. to 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 Mike Banks and you know 
I say Mike Banks because he's got that space, built that space, preserved all that history and continues to put his blood, sweat and tears mm. into that space and into the artists, you know, that are there by teaching us, taking time with us, providing resources for us, you know, making sure that folks are secure and safe and, you know, that that we know what's going on and just being a great, you know, provider and inspirer, you know, um, but also to, you know, Derek May, Juan Atkins and, you know, Kevin Saunderson and, and shouts out Cornelius, you know, Harris, um, that keeps everyone, you know, all the, the, is the gravitational pull, I would say that keeps everybody, you know, in orbit. But, um, yeah, you know, um, I think what is uh, the future has always been the now in Detroit. Like Detroit's always been the future. Agreed. And it's always been funky. It's always been raw. It's always yeah. been the Afro future. And when so I, this whole Afro futurist movement is Detroit. I naturally. Was, I'm telling you guys at Piper can attest at, Easter Market After Dark, I have never seen so many beautiful people before in my life. Everybody had their own style. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm about to be stylish. Everyone literally was there just, people were like, oh, I didn't even mean to have this on. Like, it was so many different types of people. I mean, they had a guy who had built some rhinos. Did you see that? Yeah. The rhinos were built out of, like, bicycles and, like, limousine yeah. cabs. And he's like riding around on them. Yeah. Like there was like four or five of them. Yeah. I think I mean, that's Juanito. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. You didn't cut me off. I mean, it's, it's all just good. beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People don't understand it. Like I don't even know how people could leave here, but I do understand. But I'm just saying I love it here. Yeah. No. I mean, Detroit now as in, is, as in, is the now. Is mm-hmm. the future in the now. So. This is home, man. Yeah. Feels yeah, like yeah. home, don't it? Like when you think of home. Yeah. But I have like two homes. I know you got two homes. But you so know what it I just mean. Makes, but it does feel like home. But I can't front New York as a home too. I like New York. You see my hat. Yeah. Brittany over here. I love Brooklyn. Yeah. That's my that's that's my other home too. Like I never lived there, but every time I go there you would think I was from there. Like I love New York. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting, you know. Um Really appreciate. Oh, and shouts out to my cousins that came out. Like, shouts out to Robbie Sellers. Shout out. Shout out to Manito Reeser. Shouts out to Esther, my new Esther. cousin. <laughs> Esther. Isn't Kim. she amazing? Esther's amazing. Shouts out to Gabrielle Coleman. Jamila. Shouts out to Jamila Brown. And uh, Mama Gwen came out. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, so many people came out. It was a good know? time. It was a good time. It right? was a really, really good time. Yeah, it was really beautiful. So very excited. Um, yeah, so it's going to be exciting. And um, I got some more surprises for y'all in 2020. And I don't know. It's like, it's just shaping up to be wonderful. Um, yeah, it's challenging. But it's shaping up to be wonderful. So y'all got to get y'all tickets. Get them. Get him, get him, get him. So, yeah, I think that's enough yappity yap. All right, Kite. What you think? I'm Brittany cool. got to go to work. I'm acting like I don't have a job. Like, I got three jobs. I just work for myself. But I'm going to be up 
you know me. I'm I'm the early bird getting that worm. Same here. You know, hustling. Life of a hustler. Hey. I got I got way more music to show Brittany while we driving back. I am excited. Okay. Well, what I will say is what I'm gonna be saying for the next like what four weeks. Get your tickets, please. Get your tickets. You want to get your tickets for the entire festival, right? You want to go to DetroitIsDifferent.com and get your tickets for the entire festival. Um, and But if you're like, look, you know, I don't have 50 bucks, although that's a great price for three days of all types of activities. If you're like, look, I only have 10 bucks, then I'm going to say you could spend it on any of the other showcases, but... Think about spending it on I'm the Rapper, She's the DJ Showcase. 100%. Yeah. And if not, you pay 15 at the door and it's not so bad. Sure. Yeah, right? Who, but who pays for tickets at the door anymore? That's a... Detroiters. Hey. <laughs> Hyper marketing. <laughs> yeah, tickets. yeah, yeah. You're right. But um, yeah, get your tickets in advance. <laughs> you know, DetroitIsDifferent.com. And then check us out. You know what I'm saying? On all your social media platforms. You know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and, you know, keep listening to the podcast and keep continuing to be bright and be lovely. And we appreciate you. We appreciate all of you that listen and we'll check out, you know, the festival as well. We have uh, four weeks, four more weeks. All right. It's almost here. I'm very excited. Um, looking forward to this festival. Looking forward to these performances. Looking forward to the live podcasting. I'm just super excited. So, yay. All right. Hypercarter Podcast on Detroit is Different. Keep listening, like, and subscribe. And we'll check you out next time. Peace. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Sold yourself short, listening to tweets, smoking cigarettes, puffing Newports. <clears throat> a new sort of addiction, numb to your feelings, no need for prescription. You've been scorned by what you was warned about. Your heart got broken, trampled and worn out. So you pledge to never go through it thrice. You can never see yourself becoming somebody's wife. So you meet a lot of guys, do a lot of dates, hit a lot of clubs, get a lot of drinks. <laughs> you ain't a player, you just crush a lot. Running the city with your girls, doing it big, pun or not. Then suddenly your world turned around You fell deep drowned, real love unfound You realize it's a feeling unmatched You went through a lot of shit and found one great catch Congrats Go, go, go Go, go, go Cause it's the
is called The Foundation, where we celebrate women in hip-hop. It's not for women only, it's where the community comes together and celebrate women, and it's the whole community, hip-hop community. Come through, show love, show respect to the women, which are the foundation of the universe and the foundation of hip-hop. October 24th through October 27th at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival. The collage of sound, sight, taste, feel, and scent of Detroit from all walks of life. Join Piper Carter, Frida Sampson, Unicorns Are Real, Josh Adams, The New Kids, Group Text, Jennifer Crawford, Hair Michigan, Audra Carson, My Natural Hair, Cornbread and Caviar, Kari Frazier, Sterling Tolls, Bodie James, and more artists. The Detroit is Different Festival provides you the rare opportunity to witness, experience, and familiarize yourself with the diverse subcultures that make Detroit different. Experience this all for 50 bucks. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com and get your tickets today.